we're analyzing the Coca-Cola company stock ticker KO to see if this great business is on sale. This analysis is just over 10 minutes. It's going to be intense, but it's going to be worth it. We're using the select six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Coca-Cola. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Coca-Cola for your stock portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Coca-Cola stock performance. Right now, Coca-Cola trades for $60.58 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 4%. In the last five years, Coca-Cola is compounding at 6.5% annually. In the last 10 years, their stock price is compounding at 4.5% annually. Going back prior to the global financial crisis, in the last nearly two decades, Coca-Cola's stock price is compounding at 6% annually. Coca-Cola is a dividend king. They've raised their dividend payouts for each of the last 60 years, giving them one of the longest dividend track records of any business. Right now, Coca-Cola pays an above average 3% dividend yield. Their average yield throughout these timeframes is in addition to their compounded annual returns in their stock price. Coca-Cola trades just $5 below their 52-week high. The stock is up $6 from their 52-week low. Less than half a percent of their shares are sold short. Coca-Cola is a huge business. They have a $262 billion market cap. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Coca-Cola? Founded in 1886, Atlanta headquartered Coca-Cola is the world's largest non-alcoholic beverage company. With a strong portfolio of 200 brands covering key categories including carbonated soft drinks, water, sports, energy, juice, and coffee. Together with bottlers and distribution partners, the company sells finished beverage products bearing Coca-Cola and licensed brands through retailers and food service locations in more than 200 countries and regions globally. Coca-Cola generates around two-thirds of its total revenues overseas, with a significant portion from emerging economies in Latin America and Asia. More than 30 years after Warren Buffett's initial investment in Coca-Cola, it still makes up 7.5% of Berkshire Hathaway's public stock portfolio in the United States. Now that we have this understanding, let's get into the numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want Coca-Cola's average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns about 7% returns on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this builds in margin of safety based off the quality of the business. Coca-Cola's earned very stable, very steady returns on capital in all five of these years. They've been in the mid to high teens and they've been increasing. Averaged out in a given year, Coca-Cola earns about 15.8% returns on capital, a couple percentage points above the benchmark we're looking for meaning this is a check on metric number one for Coca-Cola. Metric number two, we're looking for growth to support their high returns on capital. We want to see growth in their revenues, net incomes, and free cash flows. All three need to be up for this to be a check. We'll also include their numbers up until today. In this time, Coca-Cola has grown their revenues by 27%. Their earnings or their net incomes have increased by 53%. And their free cash flows have grown by 48%. This is strong growth across the board for Coca-Cola. Another check here on metric number two. Metric number three, we're looking at Coca-Cola from the view of an individual shareholder. We want to see earnings per share growth in the last five years. As we just learned, their earnings have grown by 53%. At the same time, Coca-Cola's issued a very small number of shares. They've diluted shareholders by 1%. Because their growth in earnings is outpacing their shareholder dilution, this is a check. Coca-Cola's grown their earnings per share in metric number three. Metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth in the last five years. A similar situation here. Their free cash flow growth outpaces their shareholder dilution. This is another check on metric number four. So far through four metrics, Coca-Cola is perfect. 
But there's still one vital piece missing. You might think nailing returns on capital and having good growth is the key, but we haven't touched on the one thing that I believe sets Coca-Cola apart, which is having these without using a lot of debt. Metric number five, we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow they produced in their last five years. Coca-Cola ended their last year with $30.6 billion in net debt. They've reduced this. Right now, they have $29.6 billion in net debt. In the last five years, when we add up all their free cash flows, Coca-Cola has produced $44 billion worth of free cash flow. That easily supports their net debt position. Coca-Cola generates a lot of cash compared to the debt they're using in their business. This is another big check on metric number five. With Coca-Cola flawless through five metrics, does the business have what it takes to be a perfect select six and go six for six on our analysis? We'll find out right after we cover our bonus. As our bonus, we're looking at Coca-Cola's dividend profile. Right now, Coca-Cola pays an above average 3% dividend yield. Coca-Cola is also a dividend king. They've grown their dividends in each of the last 60 years. With an above average yield and an almost unparalleled track record, we want to look if Coca-Cola's dividends seems to be safe. Coca-Cola has supported their dividends using their cash flows in four of the last five fiscal years. Thankfully, the four most recent fiscal years. As they've grown their dividend, they've decreased their dividend payout ratio over this time. Their free cash Cash flows per share have grown faster than their dividends per share. Coca-Cola seems to support their dividends. While this is a snapshot of their last five years of performance and it's no guarantee for the future, Coca-Cola looks to have room to keep growing their dividends. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Coca-Cola's average five-year free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Coca-Cola. Right now, Coca-Cola has a $293 billion enterprise value. This looks at Coca-Cola similar to it being a private company. In the last five years, we learned they produced $44 billion of free cash flow, meaning in an average year, they produce $8.8 billion of free cash flow. When we divide that by their $293 billion enterprise value, we get around a 3% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Coca-Cola produced $9 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their $293 billion enterprise value, it gives us a 3.1% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Both of these are coming in just below the yield of the 10-year treasury, meaning they're down from the risk premium we'd be looking for. Coming in all all the way at the end here, this is our first and only axe of the day on Coca-Cola. But don't just throw this business out. We still need to estimate a fair value per share for Coca-Cola. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Coca-Cola, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based off the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of Coca-Cola's free cash flows in their three last fiscal years, then using historical growth assumptions to project these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these are going to be accurate or not for the business. Assuming Assuming Coca-Cola grows their average three-year free cash flows at 7.5% annually for the next 10 years, then in the following decade, assuming these grow at 6% annually, we won't be adding in their tangible book value because that's likely skewed based off how the accounting is done for the business. If we're seeking a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett's looking for, from today's valuations, assuming these multiples are the same in 20 years, an estimate of Coca-Cola's fair value per share is around $23. That's down more than half from their current stock price. There are 
key points to keep in mind, Coca-Cola has not had the highest degree of business predictability, especially in the last decade. This 15% discount rate would be far outpacing shareholder returns in the last couple of decades. It's an estimate of total returns to shareholders based off their free cash flows. This already includes their dividend yield. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our final rating to Coca-Cola, but we have to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative aspects of Coca-Cola may be even more important. What are they? Let's find out. Looking at the qualitative factors supporting a long thesis, number one, as Costa recovers from the pandemic-related disruptions, it should help Coca-Cola gain a firmer footing in the coffee category and provide more consumer insights given its global footprint. Number two, heavy investments in digitalized supply chain and data analytics have better aligned Coke and its bottlers in product planning, manufacturing, and go-to-market strategy. Number three, Coke can leverage strong bottler relationships in underpenetrated emerging markets to drive volume growth with classic recipes as well as new products tailored to local tastes. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the negative aspects as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis, number one, with two-thirds of revenues from international markets, Coca-Cola faces constant currency fluctuations that drives volatilities in reported earnings. Number two, the company's brand portfolio and product lineup in non-sparkling categories are less robust, and heavy investments are needed to bolster its competitive position. Number three, secular headwinds in carbonated soft drink demand in developed markets are a challenge to Coca-Cola's long-term growth outlook. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of the qualitative factors of Coca-Cola. Now it's time to give our final rating to the business. In analyzing the Coca-Cola company stock ticker KO, Coke was very close to being a perfect select six stock. They earn above average returns on capital. They've had strong revenue growth. They generate a lot of cash and use a moderate amount of debt in their business. They've also grown their dividends for each of the last 60 years and pay an above average dividend yield. It's worth reiterating this analysis is not financial advice. Coca-Cola's free cash flow to enterprise value yields didn't look attractive compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, assuming these multiples stay the same, if you're looking for a 15% rate of return and believe those assumptions, an estimate of Coca-Cola's fair value per share is around $23. Coca-Cola last traded at those levels way back in May of 2009, so you'd need to be patient. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Coca-Cola looks like a strong candidate for further research. Coke has the signs of being a wonderful business. It's still a big position for Warren Buffett, but the company's current valuations mean it may not have the same stock returns that it once did. Again, this is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. If you enjoyed today's video, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, share your thoughts about Coca-Cola, and let me know what business to look at next in the comments below. Thanks for learning about Coca-Cola with me, and have a great day.